Are you guys a dog family or do you just have different types of pets? No, we're all in, all dogs. Yep. I love that. <laughs> That's so sweet. And do you just have one dog right now or how many do you have currently? Yep. We currently have one dog. We, um, we ended up adopting him. Um, he is not a boxer. He's a, he's a mix and he's, he's pretty oh. fantastic. So we are very, very lucky to have brought him into our life. Getting a pet is a life-changing decision that should be made thoughtfully. And where you choose to adopt your pet from is just as important of a decision, especially if you're planning to adopt a dog. According to the Better Business Bureau, Americans have lost over $1 million to puppy scams just in 2023. A puppy scam is when someone unknowingly contacts a fake breeder to buy a puppy, and once the transaction is complete, the buyer ends up not getting what they wanted or nothing at all. And Texas ranks number two in the country for puppy scams. So Texas wants to know, why do we have so many puppy scams and what is being done to mitigate them? They use that emotional connection to draw you in and do whatever you need to do to get that money. I spoke with Cosme Ojeda II. He's a director of operations at the Better Business Bureau, where they have conducted research since 2021. Can you go into depth of what a puppy scam is? You believe you're purchasing a puppy online, and what happens is as you go through the whole scenario, you end up where you find out that you've lost money. Um, you think you're buying uh, the puppy of your dreams, uh, the puppy that's going to fit you know, your family's lifestyle, uh, the puppy that's replacing, you know, one that was cherished and and has passed. So, you know, a lot of emotional connection there. And whenever emotions get involved, that's how the scam is perpetrated because you want to believe that that puppy actually exists. That's horrible, too, the fact that it could go on with this. How would you identify a scam? You always want to check the website. Where is it registered? There's several places that you can find out where a web website is registered. If they're saying that it's a town in your neck of the woods or not too far from you, um, and you go to the website registration and it says Iceland, or it says Cameroon, Africa, or it says somewhere in China, then you, that should raise a suspicion. Not necessarily that that is a scam, but that's a red flag to look for because 99% of the times the website is going to be registered in the area where they're claiming to be. Obviously, there's lots of website registration platforms, GoDaddy, um, several others that it may say that it's hidden behind GoDaddy. And so it gives a GoDaddy address, but at least that's stateside, right? You see something that is out of the country, that's going to be a red flag. What else can you do? Another thing that you can do very quickly Right click on the photo for the puppy that you're looking at and search with your browser. Uh, if you're using Google Chrome, you can search this image with Google Chrome. And if it populates elsewhere, that's going to tell you that, hey, this is a red flag. Um, unless it's the exact same seller, just in a different platform, then that's going to be a, a big giveaway. Lots of times, and I did this right before our interview. I searched several um, uh, scam reports that we had received, and it's just very evident. You don't have to click very many images to get 
a result showing that it's listed in Russia or that it's listed in uh, on, on Pinterest or Facebook or any number of pet um, journals. They'll, they'll pull these images right off the internet and put them on their scam page to make you believe. And they're, they're cute. They're so cute. And you want to believe it's exactly what, you know, you think you're getting, but that's another red flag. I also met with Becky Adamitz-Dio. She's a manager of public relations for the SPCA. I went over to their Dallas location to talk to Becky about how an adoption should look like in order to avoid scammers. And to take a quick look at their dogs and cats up for adoption. There was this pretty little kitty who had different colored spots on them and was jumping all over the place. That was my favorite. What should the process look like when you are adopting an animal or puppy? A real adoption should always be in person. It's like mail order. If you just order something sight unseen, you know, you really can't be sure what you're getting. And if you if you want to, you find a breed online that you really, really want, um, and you want to communicate with that breeder, say they only want to text you or they only want to email you. That's a red flag. That is probably not, it's probably a scam. Um, they should have a really active website. They should have a nice active social media presence and they should be interacting with other buyers and it should at least have one bit of personal element to it. They should allow you to come to their uh, breeding facility or their home or wherever they've got the puppy so that you can meet them and you can meet the puppy before you uh, commit to buying that puppy because you have that personal touch is what it takes to make sure it's going to be the match because you might see that puppy in real life and go I didn't know that's what I was thinking about and I, I don't think that's the right dog for me um, and any really good breeder is going to be proud to show you that they are doing good practices in raising those dogs and they're doing a healthy raise and those dogs are all healthy and happy and the mom you know you want to be able to see the mom's vet records so you want to make sure that it's it's a good um, breeding area you want to make sure that the puppy is healthy and that the mom is healthy so that you really need that in-person touch so there's a lot of research involved in getting the puppy well, you know, it's a match. It's a forever match in our eyes. And, you know, we just want, we want that human to have found their best furry friend for life. And we want that puppy to be in the best home it can be. And we don't want there to be any clashes or any, you know, we just don't want there to be any tension between them. So it's not a an overnight process that it's going to be a perfect situation. But it's, it's a about a three-month process for you and that dog or that puppy to get to know each other, to understand each other's little quirks, and to really become best friends. What other information should you be looking out for? Well, you should you should really try to get those vet records. You should look for uh, reviews. And if you, you see some people online, you know, do a message to someone online who's purchased from that breeder and say, you know, tell me about your experience. Um, were they on the up and up? Um, if someone asks you and says um, you need to pay a deposit, never do that online. Never pay up front. Never pay a deposit because you should be able to go and see and meet the puppy you're getting and document it. You know, take a picture. This is the dog that that I, Breeder A, has promised me as the buyer. 
And then, you know, you make your financial arrangements. But you never want to pay up front without meeting that particular dog and seeing the healthy environment that it's being raised in. You know, they want to earn your trust. So you trust the scammer online. You think um, that you can trust them. Um, and so you go through with the whole uh, the process. And if they won't allow you to see the, the pet in person, then that's a big flag. Um, another way around that is to say, well, let's do a video chat. Let's do a FaceTime. Let's do a, a you know a Google Meet and see the pet in person. They don't want to do that. Um, obviously, those ways can be faked as well. And what kind of exact methods do pet scammers use to deceive people? Well, they use a number of different methods. Um, typically, the websites that they have uh, don't have a whole lot of contact information or they have too much contact information. Uh, uh, no contact information, that's pretty easy. There's no way to get a hold of them besides an email address. There's no phone number. Um, there's It's only a contact us form on the website. Too much information would be we're at this address and this is our phone number. The phone number will work, but um, you search the address and it may actually be, in fact, um, an actual breeder, but it's not the breeder that you're talking to. It's an imposter. What can you do as someone looking to buy a puppy? It's always good to go in person, check the address out. If it's a business building or it's just a, a house in a residential area that you look up online, very suspicious. You can find out on the tax rolls who owns those properties. Go to your local county appraisal district, type in the address. It'll give you the name of the person paying the taxes at that property. You can call, go do a quick search online, get their contact information, find them on social media, send them a quick message. Hey, are you selling puppies? Are you selling French Bulldogs? No, I'm not selling French Bulldogs. And these scammers have been using my information. You know right away that you're dealing with the scam. So there's ways to verify that. Um, the other way that they, that they perpetrate these scams is their payment methods. Um, they want you to use a credit card. Right. You go to use a credit card, which sounds normal, but then they come back to you and say, oh, your credit card was declined. Let's use a different payment method. They may even run through several more of your credit cards until they say they're they're all being declined. And, and you go, well, I, I don't know. And then they put the pressure on, you know, if, if we can't get a down payment within the next 30 minutes, then we have a, a you know, a long line of customers that are ready to pay for, you know, Chubbo or. Betsy or whatever the pet is, right? <laughs> yeah. And so then they move you to a peer-to-peer -peer type of payment method. You know, there's several different types out there. Um, they may even ask you to wire money, um, whether it's a you know store-to-store -store transfer, you know, using a retail location, or you know Western Union, a MoneyGram, any one of these types of methods where the money is untraceable. And once you send that money, it is gone. It, you can't bring it back. Um, and that's why they move you away from the credit card platforms, because they know that you can dispute those charges if you need to. And then the credit card company can't get a hold of them. And then so they don't get their money. Where do they originate from, these scammers? When we first began um, looking at the puppy scam back in 2017, um, Cameroon, Africa was the primary originator. At this point now that um, you know, we're post-COVID and everything has gone online. These scammers are everywhere. Uh, mainly, they're not stateside. 
Okay, so they're they're all foreign. Um, they may have contacts in the U.S. that allows them to funnel the money out. Can you go into depth of any like laws or regulation of how law enforcement and government could react to puppy scams, or is there any at all? DBB recommends that consumers do what they can to educate themselves. It's just one of those types of uh, categories that is unregulated state to state. Um, so you're really looking at a national uh, regulation department to look into these types. And they have um, done limited things with the abilities that they can. Um, what happens is they get involved when it becomes tied to something bigger. And almost all scams are tied into other types of activities. So, um, you know, this is something that they're looking at and reporting the information. If you come across a puppy scam, the best thing to do is to report it. When we come back from this break, we'll hear from a few people who've been directly affected by puppy scams. A puppy scam is when someone who wants to buy a puppy reaches out to a fake breeder without knowing they're fake. The buyer ends up sending money only to have realized no puppy will be given. Texas ranks second in the country to have puppy scam cases. Texas is number two as a state to have the most money collected from puppy scams. Do you have any reason why? Uh, there's no specific reason why um, that we have found in our investigation. Um, what I would say, though, uh, is, you know, Texans are trusting. Um, we are very trusting. We're, you know, uh, that's part of our roots of who we are as Texans. So we see something online and we believe it. So the, the best thing to do is to you know, trust whoever you're talking to, but verify. Um, it's okay to be trusting. Um, so, but you need to verify before you move forward with that activity. In Texas, you know, we have an overabundance of dogs that are not spayed or neutered. And so there's a lot of procreation out there with the animals. And there are just too many puppy mills in the state. Um, for some puppy adoption scams, like I said, it's just too easy to make good, easy money on fa Facebook or Craigslist selling puppies. You guys had people who went through it. What was the process like to conduct your study? It's very difficult when you're speaking to a consumer um, and, you know, they're trying to validate what's going on, whether it's at the beginning of the scam or in the middle of the scam. So it is emotionally involving uh, because, you know, you hear the emotion on the other end when you have to tell them, okay, we've done, we've looked into your specific situation and this appears to be a pet scam. And, you know, their, their emotions come out, whether it's anger or whether it's sadness. Um, but it, it's definitely a, affects us. And, uh, you know, our hearts go out to those that have fallen for these scams. Uh, it's an emotional uh, transaction. And so we want to do everything that we can to, to let people know to, to avoid these scams. And, you know, when they've lost that money and you have to be the bearer of bad news, um, you're going to get the brunt of the reactions. My name is Diana Fraley. I'm a retired high school counselor. 
My name is Sherry Arthen. I'm an HR manager for a large construction company. I heard that you did go through in a horrible experience, and I'm so sorry about that with the scam. Um, tell me how that all went down. Okay. I had been looking specifically for a mini dachshund. And it was the first time that I had really ever decided that I wanted a purebred dog, not from a shelter. I wanted the dog. And so I started looking online for um, for one. Mm-hmm. And then as I began to look online, of course, the algorithms begin to send out all kinds of information mm-hmm. where uh, you're going to get a lot of activity on your Facebook right. about from advertisers who are advertising uh, dogs for sale. And so that's where I saw this. And it was a lovely picture. It was a dachshund, a miniature dachshund, just exactly what I wanted. So I... I, I contacted them using Messenger. Mm. I didn't. Call, they didn't provide a, a telephone number, which should have been my first hint. But they um, I, by Messenger, and of course, I immediately got uh, a response, and they um, assured me that they were a legitimate organization by sending me pictures of where they were and pictures of the house where the dog lived, which was very lovely. It, it was like, it was almost like I, I felt like they, they, I, I, I didn't really understand if they bred dachshunds or what was going on. But as we talked, I, uh, I, I love this dog. So mm. I, contacted so i asked how much the price i asked the price it was five hundred dollars well that should have been my first step because dachshunds are are very expensive many dachshunds are are anywhere from 1500 to 5000 and if i had actually uh, investigated the cost of a of a dachshund now i would have known that People are selling them for $500. And so I, I, I thought, gosh, this is a deal. And that's a beautiful little dog. Mm. So I threw Venmo, which has never been resolved, oh. but I'll explain that. Through Venmo, I sent them a down payment. We had recently lost um, our boxer, who was very near and dear to our entire family and was adopted into our family. Um, And it was just the most incredible experience. And so we were um, ready to begin a new journey. And with a boxer was our intention because of just the incredible nature of, of that breed. And we're having a hard time finding anything locally, um, living in Montana. And so we uh, started, or I started doing some research and found what seemed to be a very reputable uh, individual who was supposedly AKC registered boxers and, of course, was exceptionally responsive and um, said all the right things, did all the right things until it came down to the situation of moving forward after a deposit had been paid.
how did you guys realize it was a scam? They began to ask for money immediately. They start uh, trying to prove who they are. If you if you question them, they become defensive. Their vocabulary. Mm. They would say uh, they would use phrases that were not common to Texas or Oklahoma, but very common to Africa. Oh. <laughs> because I have talked with people from Africa, and I know this is a very common expression to call somebody my dear. Oh. And so nearly every time that I got a comment from them, they, and I would say, I, I, I'm calling this off, I don't want to deal with you anymore. They would say, but my dear, we have so-and-so. And the, the uh, grammar was terrible. Oh, the minute that I paid the deposit, they completely ghosted and disappeared. No responses. Um, actually had even changed. And I can't remember. I want to say the platform was Zelle that we used to um, transfer the money. And at that time, Zelle was relatively new. And yeah, completely changed. Like the, the account was deleted. It was there was absolutely no way to have any recourse, which is, you know, I then moved forward, forward with filing a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. Not that that did anything, um, because, of course, they, when they contacted this, I, the individuals, of course, there was no response. Right. And in a follow-up, it looks like they have, they've since discovered that their, license in the state of texas was fraudulent as well because they were originally from texas right the organization? yeah yeah yes yes what were your emotions going through that whole process oh so sad right we were already attached to all the pictures that we'd seen we were already making arrangements it was in our minds it was a done deal so yeah i had a couple of very disappointed um girls <laughs> and, you know, just our family as a whole. I was very disheartened because my dog had died. A dog mm. I had had for seven years died about three weeks before this started. And I was just deter- I, I can't live without a dog. And so <laughs> I, I've just had one all my life. So it's very vital to my well-being. I was I was really excited. My dog had been dead about three weeks. I began to think, I can do this with another dog. And so I was looking for a little dog. And how are you recovering from the scam? My last comment to them, that I thought they were, this was a fraudulent business. I'm going to contact the Texas SPCA, and I'm going to have them call the Oklahoma SPCA, and you will be having somebody investigate you. Well, I have no idea if that would work. Right. Do that. But <laughs> trying to get them down. Uh-huh. Exactly. Be like, I know people. <laughs> Good know, for you. I Good for you. <laughs> I know people in high places, but they that that, that did scare them. Mm-hmm. And they and when I realized that scared them, I knew for a fact that they were. It, it was just a fraud. Ojeda had some final words of advice to ensure that you're not a victim of a puppy scam. We want you to go to BBB.org and do your research. Also check BBB Scan Tracker. It's going to save you a lot of headache. 
going to save you a lot of time if you're interested in avoiding these scams. In fact, on our BBB Scam Tracker page, we have all kinds of information on this scam and all scams that we come across. We can even um, have a quiz available for you to see how likely you are to be a victim. Um, and that will open your eyes just to see what kinds of scams that the scammers are out there doing because they're doing this all day long, every day. They go through what works and they go through what doesn't work. So they're only going to use methods that do work because they're trying to maximize their bottom line as well. I'm Bree Flores at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I wrote, produced, and edited this episode with editorial support from Cooper Mall. Original music is by Michael Eisenstein, and Odyssey's managing producer for National News Podcast is Myron Kaplan. <laughs>